the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has the day off today, so we will be forging on without him. We shall go forward. We shall go forward. Good morning. Good morning. Beautiful morning this morning. Beautiful. Spectacular. And, and I did look up, and I looked from left to right. I turned off the porch light. And I did not see the moon, but you told me I missed it again. Is that correct? It is. It's there. A little it's sliver. A very, very, very small sliver of a. He, he of had a to moon. say that, Ken, because last week he went out and looked. He saw, <laughs> oh, he you saw weren't here. Bright, you weren't here. I was and not so here. He saw a bright light, and he looked mm. east. He looked west. He didn't see the moon. He started thinking, "Well, my neighbors must have some really bright lights on," and then looked up and realized the moon was directly above. It was him. directly oh. over. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's why he's beginning this new. Uh, new um, I appreciate the opportunities of, of you have everywhere. given me in this world uh, that clearly I do not deserve. <laughs> Beautiful morning. It's been chilly though. That yeah, was cool. One of our cool. coworkers came to work yesterday and from Ramona and said his hose had frozen solid overnight. He wasn't able to water his lower garden, and the weather station. At the Ramona Airport, got down to twenty four point one degrees. That's cold. That's cold. That's colder than it was in North Carolina. I was I was chatting with him yesterday afternoon. I said, "Well, hopefully tonight you can go home and water." And he said, "Well, it was tomatoes, peppers, and eggplant, and since eggplants, and since it was so cold, I really have nothing left to water <laughs> in that to, garden." That was that was nature saving him that water. Right. He doesn't have to go down there any and longer. Hopefully, we're going to get some water of our own this week. Late, late. In the yeah, week. it's like Thursday or Friday. It's supposed to rain. They're, they're something like that. Talking about it being a cutoff low out there and how difficult the cutoff lows are to forecast. So yes, there might be a couple of surges of moisture that'll come out ahead of it on Wednesday night into Thursday morning. But they, there's still, there's still a lot of uh, disagreement amongst the models. Well, you know, when we when we were in Austin, Melanie and I were gonna, we left our hotel and we were gonna walk someplace to get something to eat and i'd been the weather app that comes with the iphone is pretty you quit bad mouthing the iphone it is pretty much useless um because we've been looking at it and then clear 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 and then we walk outside and it starts raining and i and i pull out my phone to see what's going on and then all of a sudden it i had literally checked it like 30 minutes before and everything was clear and then i checked it and it's Heavy rain for the next fifteen or twenty minutes, or whatever it, it was. I mean, I th- and it I th- was. I think they. I think they look out the window and just update it from what they see. I don't think they try to predict anything. What app do they use for their weather? App, I have you know? no idea, but it's bad. Bob's weather. Just a guy standing there outside. It's kind of cold. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a take a look out the window and see what's going on. Let's just hopefully, type that in. Hopefully, we'll get some. Some rain. I saw an article the other day that said that the El Nino that we are expecting could be a super El Nino. Which means we'll either get a lot of rain, the or same no rain, rain, or, or no rain, <laughs> or no rain. Yeah. Super. They're, they're, well, well, we're expecting some rain and on Wednesday night into Thursday and Friday. Are you going to be fertilizing anything? 
or do you think it's too late in the season since it was 24.1 degrees or something up in Ramona? If I'm so inclined, if all of the stars, if the moon aligns, I, I will. I have fertilizer at home, and I have things that could use some, some food, so I probably will. Yeah. I should. I just don't know if I, I I'm just asking because it's late in the season, and a lot of people will not fertilize in you know, the winter months. Well, We've do they not fertilize anything in the winter months, or are we talking about deciduous trees in the winter Probably, months? Well, I'm, I'm asking the question. If I do since feed, we have a radio show on gardening. Oh, it's, <laughs> if I do feed, I will yeah. not. I will try to avoid the deciduous trees. Deciduous so mostly trees. Your, your citrus and any evergreen. Yeah, and I might even throw some out on the grass. Don't feed any camellias. And I, you do not want to feed camellias this time of the year. And I, I shan't, yeah. I shan't do that. Do you ha- you have camellias though, right? I'm thinking. Before. Yes, I do have some that are still alive. <laughs> All right. I used to have a lot of camellias. Now I have a few. Um, who knew they would like some water? Some water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of funny. They, about actually, that. they are very durable, drought tolerant. They're, they're shrubs. Once they're resilient. They're yes. very, very yeah, resilient. I think that might be a better way to describe it. They'll they'll perform a lot better and give you be- a lot more beautiful flowers with a little care, but they will take some neglect. And yeah. just not look as good. Yeah, this, this time of the year and, though, and stay alive. When they're when they're starting to butt up, you absolutely do not want to feed them anything with nitrogen. You can feed them with something with phosphorus and, and potash in it, but you don't want to feed them anything with nitrogen because it'll push the uh, it'll push a bunch of new growth, and that new growth will come out from underneath the buds, and it'll knock the flower buds right off of the plants, and you will get no you will get no flowers. That's very sad. It is, but you just need to know what you're doing. You know, that's all. I used to tell people not to feed citrus this time of the year because it could push new growth that would be more sensitive to cold. But it usually seems like citrus has its time when it wants to grow if everything's okay. And by feeding it right now, I don't think I'm going to make it do any growth. What do you guys think? I don't, you know, I've never seen I've on the on the few I have a one two three four five, I, I have about about six citrus plants at my house i've never seen cold damage on them and it and it can get cold in scripps ranch on a rare occasion but i've never seen cold damage on them i saw a little bit on one of my mandarins that said uh it blocks downward air movement so it, it hits the the cold side cold air drainage stops right and on it. it hasn't been often but a long time ago we had a i guess it was a freeze if not, it was a severe frost in North County because we saw damage to the fruit. We had lemons and oranges that had been frozen, and so the exposed portion of the fruit was mushed, and we had customers bringing it in. It's been a long time. I was going to say, I don't even remember that. And it was the first time I'd seen cold damage on the fruit itself because it, it mushed a portion of the fruit. So you'd have the an orange hanging on a tree and just the portion that was sticking out into the cold that was exposed, it, it had burned. It had been cold burned, but the rest of it was fairly intact. And I only remember having that happen once. So I guess they should have flooded their uh, citrus before the cold Well, they should have fired up the smudge pots, turned on the propellers, hired a, a private pilot to come park a Cessna in their yard and spin the blades for the night because most people don't have um, the wind. T- right, but they can. They have plenty of room for the Cessna. For the Cessna, right. yeah. Well, I had read somewhere at one time, I think, it was back in, I think it was back in northern Florida, that if they were expecting a severe frost or a severe freeze, that they would flood the uh, citrus orchards. And then as the, as, the water, as the water froze, it releases the heat that's latent in the water, and it was enough to keep the... That makes to sense. Keep, to keep them from freezing. The other thing I had seen somewhere, too, was that if, if it's going to freeze, they would, I can't remember if it was, the, if they would irrigate, you get a layer of ice to form on the plant. On the yeah, they, so they'd spray it, and it'll, it, it'll form a shell over it, it. Yeah, it forms an ice shell, which insulates the, which insulates the fruit. Which, which is counterintuitive. It is. It's very counterintuitive, but apparently it works. So uh, let's see. We have garden classes today. Uh, where are we at? Oh, uh, in San Diego at 9 o'clock, it's going to be nematode control with Richard. 
we were discussing that off the air before the show, and we're assuming that that's um, bad nematode control and not good nematode control. Well, it's teaching your nematodes how to behave. Behave, yes. There you go. Uh, 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be helpful houseplant hints with uh, Chuck McClung, always a popular uh, speaker. Uh, So I would get there early to make sure you get a good seat. And on Monday, November 13th, we have a special class in Poway. It's an evening class from 6 to 7 o'clock, and it's Backyard Orchard Culture with Tom Spellman from Dave Wilson Nursery. Evening class, you do have to RSVP for the class. There's no charge for the class, but you do need to RSVP so we kind of get an idea of how many chairs we're going to set up. But uh, you could just give the nursery a call at 858-513-4900 and put your name on the list and come and check it out. Uh, Tom is an excellent presenter, and he will talk to you about all kinds of stuff as far as backyard orchard is concerned, backyard orchard growing is concerned. And even if you don't have a big backyard, there's a lot of stuff that you could do to grow to grow your own fruit trees um, in your yard. Yeah, even if you've heard him or you've been to a lot of other classes from other speakers, you always leave with a, a lot more enthusiasm and, and a renewed vigor that you're going to go and be successful. So he's a he's a great speaker. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's an outstanding speaker. Um, I would highly recommend if you have any interest at all in uh, growing your own fruit trees. Uh, I would highly recommend going and going and checking out the class. He he does a very very good job. Uh, let's see. And then following weekend, November 18th, uh, fall rose care with Olivia in San Diego is going to be at nine o'clock and nine thirty in Poway on the 18th. It's going to be, um, San Diego seed, cool season vegetables with, uh, Bridget Pena from San Diego. Bridget, Bridget Pena. Excuse me. Goodness gracious. Um, from, uh, San Diego seed company or local seed grower. And that is that weekend, the, um, that, that that class happens is the last Saturday. That's our last classes for the year. We're yeah, done. I believe you are correct. As I was looking through the uh, list of uh, classes, there were no more classes. So we're done. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> well done. It's Thanksgiving after that, and then we roll into the holidays for December. There we go. Yeah, it's, that time is upon us. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, or actually Mark's not here today, and George Allman. Um, that was muscle memory what? right there. What, 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 what just happened? I don't know. Are you there we go. Okay. There we go. It helps if you if you slide the potentiometer in the correct direction if you want to hear something. So The potentiometer? Ooh. Yeah. Is that like the volume control? Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's the fancy term for I. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, How did you do that? Do what? I don't see the, I don't see the number on the wall. Oh, you wrote it down. I, I, I wrote it down. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Good, good, good. I was yeah. worried about it. Yeah, I was worried about that too when I came in, so I made sure I made a note of it before we went on the air. David, uh, David you've been on the air since 2019. I'm surprised that uh, you haven't uh, ingrained in your memory a 1-888-344-1170 yet, so... Um, I guess there's a lot of numbers. Just to for the record, David does have that in grand <laughs> okay. mind. I wasn't worried about me. No, it's me. I I'm, was caring I'm, for my fellow man. Yeah, I'm the one that has a problem with it. Um, <laughs> Th- thanks for thanks for mentioning it. Uh, onions are not in yet, correct? No, they are shipping on Monday. And well, hang on. When you say onions are not in, you have to be specific because there are that onions is true. in. Oh, that is right? true. We have bulbs and we have the the starts that are out in the in the six packs. 
So when you say onions, what are you referring to? Well, I don't know. Ken brought it up. We're <laughs> talking the, about the ones in the newsletter. I know. Yeah, We're yeah. talking about the short day uh, sweet onion starts, the bare root bundles of onions, the best varieties for growing in our Southern California short day climate. And they are due to ship on Monday, so we should have them at both stores by the weekend. And I think there's five varieties, including the Jumbo. What's the Texas Jumbo? Legend? Is it Texas? Texas Legend. Texas, Texas Legend. As per Jacques, we have to have that kind. Well, I, and, and there's a picture of the Texas Legend in our newsletter. All right. With a, uh, with a measuring tape wrapped around it. Showing that it, well, it is we, a, we says it's 16 year. inches uh, in circumference. And it's which a is, legendary a, onion. That's we a had big those onion. Last year. What? We, we got those last yes, year. Yes, yeah, this is yeah, our second the, Yeah, I grew those last year. They, they grew really well. Was it good, good onion? I, all onions are good. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah, hard, to, I, hard to go wrong. My gophers seemed particularly pleased last <laughs> they, year. They were fond of them. Yes, yes. And we did get potatoes in. The seed potatoes arrived. They were inspected, released, and are in both stores for the weekend. And seed potatoes, they're, they're – those are grocery store size potatoes. Some of some of them are. <laughs> they're, they're gorgeous. They're they're really big. There are and twenty it, different varieties. Yeah, so we got a lot, a lot. We got a lot of potatoes. Uh, I don't know that you need and, twenty different varieties, but uh, well, you know, you a say that. Selection. But one of the one of the gals we worked with asked me if I was going to buy any, and I said, well, you know, I still have so many that I never harvest accurately, as we've talked about before. So I'm always having mm-hmm. more pop up in the garden, and I have no idea what's in there. But when I was looking at these, they look. Interesting, yeah. It's like, oh, you know what? I, I might have to try some of these. They probably some, taste like a potato. Yeah, there is some nuance, though, between them. <laughs> is there? There, There is, definitely. Yeah. Do you recognize – are you able the, the, to differentiate? The two that I can tell that I've planted before, one, one is one of the purples and the other's uh like the Yukon Gold because that was distinctly different than anything else I planted. So those, if they're coming up, I can tell, but the rest I, I can't. I and we know. have Yukon Gem this year, which is supposed to be a more better – Yukon Gold, so you're going to have to try that and one. And we do have Yukon Gold them. as well this year. Okay. And the gem. And the purple ones always seem to produce fewer but larger potatoes. I don't I don't know if you've had that experience. I don't grow potatoes, so I wouldn't know. There's a Russian banana that looks interesting. I want to try that, I think. And it, it is very productive, but they're, they're small. Right, right. It's a good roasting potato. Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah, as I looked at it. Yeah, anyway, there's a lot, a lot to choose from. Well, the other thing that I didn't realize until we was oh, don't the, say it, don't do it. What? I, when the when we were in the office yesterday and we were talking about it, uh, and Ella came in. I know. I it. didn't. I didn't know there was a difference between determinate and indeterminate that's potatoes. I, that's what I didn't want you to say. Why? Because it's it's nuanced, right? We don't even. We're not even certain. Nobody of those cares. Differences. What? Nobody cares? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> gosh, no. Everybody cares. I've never cared. When Except I for them. George, <laughs> Will, and David. So what is the difference I, as you – Well, I, I honestly – I haven't made paid much attention to it or looked into it. I just know that there is a difference and that the, the indeterminates will be, as I understand it, more vining. They'll get taller, and those are better suited if you're going to do the stack on – you know, you plant them in a container – uh, and add soil as they grow and keep. If you're going well, to do the backyard that, tire method, right? Well, that kind of makes sense because right. it, with tomatoes, um, indeterminate tomatoes are typically more vining and not as bushy as right uh, determinate varieties. Okay, well, so my inquiring mind wants to know if you have an in or a determinate variety, do you just plant it once deep, or do you let it come up? You bury it a little bit and. We'll have you to do, do, some do you just follow? Do you let your plant be the guide? If it keeps sending up longer and longer stems, you keep covering them as you are able. That's say, why. I did, that's say, why I didn't want to put that on the notes when we say that them. makes sense. I know. I yeah. tried to stop him. <laughs> he's he's unstoppable. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, we'd love to talk to you. 888-344-1170 is the number. We are going to go to Dean uh, in San Diego. Good morning, Dean. How are you? Good morning, guys. How you been? We're good. What, uh, what's up? A uh, couple of ones here, but they can be quick answers. I had a citrus tree that was probably established for, well, it's mature, about 12 by 12. My guys went in there. They trimmed it. And then two weeks later, just all the leaves dried up, and it looked like I got hit with Roundup. And I questioned them. I go, did you guys spray this with Roundup? 
So by trimming it, would that have got some type of disease into the the system and it just wiped it out? I mean, I've never seen anything die off in two weeks. There's no gophers. There's no oversaturation of water. Just bye-bye. Looks like a Roundup kill to me, but that's not my most important one. Put that in there. This is the one I'm really concerned about. Ficus knitted a hedge. It's about 15 feet tall. It's established in La Costa. We can't climb up the ladders anymore to get to it. I told the owner, I said, get this thing topped. See, he's researching for arborists to when to time to do it, how to do it. And that's what I don't know on that one. It's just like, when do you top it? How much can you top on it? I'm going to drop that thing down like four or five feet and, and let it come back where it's manageable because it, it's getting too dangerous to get up on ladders and stretch yourself out. Um, I had another one. Magnolias. Got to go to the nursery today. Magnolia Little Gem, Magnolia Majestic Beauty. When I cross-reference it through all the Google gook, it comes out and saying, Southern Magnolia, Southern Magnolia. I need a magnolia that's going to stay around 15 feet tall with a 10-foot or 8-foot spread. I know they grow slow. I don't know which variety it is. Little Gem, Majestic Beauty, but that reminds me of Rapolyptus. So if you guys could hit on that, I'd really appreciate it. Okay, as far as the magnolia is concerned, I think Little Gem would probably be your best bet. It's not going to have as big a foliage as Majestic Beauty or or St. Mary's, but it's going to it's going to probably fit into that into that size frame that you're you're looking at. It will want to get taller. It'll get 20 plus feet, a little more narrow and upright, but you can easily keep it to your 10 to 15 foot height. Yeah, just keep it at that keep it in that height range before it gets out of that height range and uh, you shouldn't have any trouble with it at all. And it's a and, relatively slow grower too. They yeah, they're not like, fast. It get 20 feet in 20 years, so it takes some time well, to get there. Yeah, 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 but excuse me, what I was thinking is I've never seen a magnolia that get 20 feet tall. I mean, it's like not Georgia or somewhere. Oh, no, there there's big, there are big ones here. There's big ones here in San Diego as a matter of fact. There's a big Victorian house on 1st Avenue um, in Bankers okay. Hill that has a massive massive magnolia tree in it it's probably the biggest magnolia i've seen in san diego i think the trunk on it's probably about um, 18 to 24 inches across it's huge it's huge they they will get big but it, it takes a very very long time all right so i'm 60 i'll be gone before it gets that big so <laughs> okay. <we> move on <laughs> uh, and as far as the hedge is concerned what 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 is the hedge again what what's the plant that the hedge is planted? So it's a ficus oh ficus nidido okay and it's and it's been you know, it's it's you, they call it that Hollywood hedge, but I'm not calling it that. Just a, it's a mature hedge, mm. and I know we had a really bad frost that we we topped one down. We cut it to nothing. There were, those were ficus uh, benjaminas, mm. um, and then we topped it to nothing, and they came back and they're monsters. And I'm just thinking, can we do the same thing on this? Just probably, down? yeah, probably. I I would say on something like that, you should be able to cut it back. A, probably a. a, a to a third or so, maybe even more, yeah. and it, and it'll come back. That that's a the uh, ficus nidida. That's that's a that's a tough plant. That is a really really tough plant, and uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think you'd have any trouble cut, cutting it way back. Um, yeah, and if and um, if you're if you're look if you're looking for a tree service, if you go to the if you go to our website, we have a referrals button, and there's a couple of tree services okay. on there that we recommend. You could give them a call and get some estimates on it. You know, right, uh, guy. On a, to go back to the magnolias for a minute, a year or so ago, Monrovia had another dwarf called Baby Grand, and they still show it on their website. We don't, I don't think we have any in the store right now, but there might be some available next spring, and it's supposed to only get to 10 feet, and it's a hmm. southern magnolia Baby Grand. Ah, uh, that's maybe where I'm getting confused. Well, yeah, they're they're all they're all southern magnolia in of that particular variety. There's a lot of different cultivars that are all known as southern magnolias. There, there's Little uh, Gem, there's Saint Mary's, there's Majestic Beauty. Uh, I, I think it's all Mag- Magnolia Grandiflora. I they think. are, yeah. Right? They're they're yeah. varieties of that. They're different different cultivars, different varieties of that. So that's where that's where the confusion can come in there. As far as your citrus yep. is concerned, the only. Do you think it got sunburned after it, if it was well, it trimmed back? It, that would be the bark, though, I would think, and not the leaves. Yeah. But if that happened, it could have shut down the system. Yeah. I, I would think more likely that something, well, I would think more likely that something was happening and 
that the trimming happened at the same time. It was coincident with it, not cause, not the cause of it. Because I can't think of even if they over pruned it with air quotes that it would have it would have taken time for the sun to burn the skin to prevent the sap from flowing. Uh, yeah, I, that wouldn't have been two weeks. And, 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 and if to it was, have it shut right. down is unlikely. I would think probably there was damage to the tree. Something was happening to the tree, and either they exacerbated it or it just manifested itself. It was finishing up. You know, sometimes the trees get girdled from sunburn or something. There's a small portion of a trunk that is supporting and sustaining the tree, which trimming it back would have helped alleviate some of that pressure. But if they damaged a small part that was all it was conducting, it could have pushed it over the edge. It's something I've never seen. I can only go to a Bible verse and it looks like Jesus said he got mad at the fig tree and he fried it up. I mean, it happened that fast. (laughs) (laughs) It happened that fast. I'm like, I'm going, wow, it had to have been round up. That's, I don't know, but uh, I really appreciate you guys' uh, knowledge and expertise. Oh, we're, bump into you. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 happy to help if you're you know if you're in the neighborhood of either of the two stores. Uh, or actually, if you want to send some pictures, don't bring the citrus into the stores. But if you want to oh, if you okay. want to send us some pictures, we'd be happy to take a look at it and uh, and All see right. if we can spot anything. Well, don't forget the racetrack opened up. So uh, I was open yesterday. I was there yesterday, as a matter of fact. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go today. All right. All well, right, have a good time. Good luck. And uh, thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Okay. Take care. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You are listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPZ. I did not get to that one fast enough. No, you <laughs> took the proper that amount of time. You could have let it go it. longer. And I appreciate you letting it go because I know it is not your favorite song and not oh. just because you're not nice. <laughs> well, thank you. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the, uh, is the number. Oh, if you're out and about and you want to get a good view of uh, something today, you can go out to... Uh, Cabrillo National Monument, you can see Star of India sail today. See you sailing today and tomorrow. You're not going? I am not going this year. Oh, that'll be beautiful. It oh, what a perfect should be, day for it. should it. be a beautiful day. It should be a really, really good day for it. Uh, so if you want to get out and see her on the underway, I think she gets underway about probably about 11 or 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock this May morning. May I ask I a Star of India question? Yes. I usually have seen more press about that when it's about to happen have i just avoided the news has it not been pushed as much well or? i don't i don't i don't read that much um well i we haven't gotten a paper for years now uh, so i i honestly don't know and okay. i and i was out of town last week so but it's her 160th birthday so that's the that's the reason why uh, she's going out this year. And if you're out at Cabrillo National Monument watching the Star of India go by, and it is sometime between the hour of t- or the moments of ten forty nine and eleven something, fifty five minutes later, there might be a SpaceX rocket launch going overhead at the same time. Oh, we might be able to see that as clear yes. as it is today. Yes. So, anyway, uh, so my best wishes to uh, all the crew and passengers that are going to be on board. Should be a should be a spectacular day, and hopefully they will have a uh, have a wonderful time. Just just so you know, Mr. Anderson, my sister thought that it could have gone on longer for the same reasons as I, just so you know, the Edelweiss, just oh. so you know. Okay. 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 
If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We are going to go out to El Cajon where Andy is waiting. Good morning, Andy. How are you? Good morning, fellas. What can hey, we do I for you? Uh, I have a question about uh, citrus. My, um, I have a lemon, and a tangelo, and a setuma mandarin, and they're all the tips of them have a couple of spots where the, the leaves are starting to curl and twist, and it has this color. And it has almost like a sheen on it, like a snail went through, but there's no snails. What is that, and what can I do to treat that? That is citrus leaf miner, uh, which it actually should be should be slowing down. It's wrapping the, up, yeah, yeah we're in November now. Yeah, it, the season for the leaf miner is wrapping up now. It usually starts to hit, although it's it hit late this year, uh, but usually around May is when you start to see it uh, coming out, and it typically in, it typically infects. The new growth that's coming out, the softer growth, um, and it's it's not going to kill the plant. It's it is kind of unsightly. Uh, you can you can make the plant look better by going through and pinching or or trimming off the the affected areas. Um, but in the in the springtime, you want to keep an eye on it, and is and you can spray with spinosad uh, or Captain Jack's uh, dead bug brew is the is the. Is the product is, name is the product yeah, yeah. name, um, and that actually has kind of a systemic effect to it. Uh, it will get into it will get into the foliage. You, you can't and, say systemic because it did not it's, it's not present. truly systemic. It's it not is. Tr- it is David translaminar. Yeah, so it will get it will get <laughs> into it will get into the foliage and it it and it lasts for about a month about, about, a, about, a, month. A, about a month or so. So you can only spray it. You can only spray citrus six times a year with spinosad, but usually. If you spray it about once a month for six months, you'll get through the worst part of the the worst part of the infestation season. But uh, like I said, it, it's it, it the infestation is going to be winding down this time of the year as the weather starts to cool off. Um, you can trim it up a little bit if you feed it. Uh, it should push some new growth. Um, and normally, that spring and, growth is clean. Yeah. And then, then the summer growth will start getting it again. Yeah. So, but that that sounds exactly like what uh what you what you've got going on there. It's a tiny, tiny little moth. You typically don't see the moth, but it's the uh, larva form of it that does all the damage. Yeah, it's a, it it actually it actually burrows into the leaf, and that's where you get that kind of silvery that silvery color because it's it's eating it's eating the eating the tissue in between uh, the layers of the leaf. It's separating right. that right, yeah. and then it just, it's it's deformed as it unfurls. Very sad. Yeah, and then it burns, and then that area is more susceptible to sun damage, and that's where you get the burning, the brown color, and the, and the curling around forming. it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have Captain Jack's on the uh, shelf here, so that'll suffice. Yeah, that should take. And like I said, it it, it it's gonna it's I, it's not gonna reverse the damage that's on the plant, but it should keep it it should keep the new growth uh, coming out clean. Yeah, I don't know if I would spray this time of year though. Yeah, it, I don't know that. I don't know that you would. Why, why would? Why would you not? Because well, we're at the end of the season for the insect. Yeah. Why and, not do one just to get rid well, of anything? Because I can only do it there. six times a calendar year, and so if I start again next, I can do it. When well, the calendar bad. will start over in. Well, I meant this, in this, January. This, this, a moving year, rather moving <laughs> year. And the other thing, just for your awareness, it is moderately toxic to bees, so spray it uh, in the evening so it can be dry before the bees start foraging. Yes. Okay. Good. Hey, um, another thing. Um, your last caller talked. Uh, you guys talked about a baby grand uh, magnolia. Mm-hmm. I have one. I have one, and it's like a twelve feet tall, and I keep it about ten feet wide. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful tree, and it's excellent for what that guy was looking for. Oh, excellent! Good to know. I, I went last year to um, Armstrong. Sorry, that's <laughs> okay. They they were selling mag. They sell a lot of magnolia, and um. I was wanting to buy another one, and they didn't have any available. It said they did, but they did not. So Monrovius checked in, and they didn't have any. So anyways, it's a good treat. We we will have them again when Monrovia has them. Okay. Perfect. Well, thanks, Phyllis. You're welcome, Andy. Thank you very much. You have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Take care. You notice the sun coming up? Is that what you just No. Over? Oh, gotcha. Looking at the monitor. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, Melanie and I were back in North Carolina last week visiting visiting kids and grandkids, and we went to the North Carolina Botanical Garden, which, where is that? 
I can't even remember where it was now. Somewhere, well, just say somewhere was, in the just I, say in the greater Raleigh Durham area, or just no, say North Carolina. It was, it was it was outside of the Raleigh Durham area because we took a day trip down there to see it. Very nice botanical garden, uh, although it's a. Uh, most of it's dormant this time of the year, which I didn't realize. Uh, but one one of the one of the things that was absolutely spectacular was they had this big section of the garden that was pitcher plants, and the pitcher plants were huge. They were some of them some of them were were three feet tall, uh, just these big beds of pitcher plants, which was very interesting. That's pretty neat. It was uh, aren't a lot of them really a lot of those. Carnivorous plants from that area, from the swamps. It that, might be. I think yeah. a great a many of them, of them are, are from the Carolinas. Are swampy, yeah. swampy areas. Um, the other, one thing that I that I wanted to see, although it was dormant, was uh, they had jack in the pulpits uh, planted throughout the garden. What was the purple flower you showed me? Monk's hood. That's it. Um, we don't see that here. I've never color, seen it. I've never seen it before. Striking. It was a. It was a beautiful. When uh, beautiful plant. Um, and then, Aconitum. Got- uh, just go with monk's head. Carmichaelae, okay. I think. Is oh, a variety yeah. Wilsoni. I guess that's the one. But it, it's in the ranunculus family. Didn't look like it. No, it doesn't look like it at all. When, um, but it says uh, its its cousin is Delphinium. Oh, that makes more sense. That, color color yeah, wise, color yeah. wise, yeah, yeah. That that I that I could see more when yeah. uh, I was up in Northern California this May. I went to an area by Gold Bluff State Beach, uh, way north of of Eureka, and I don't know, fifteen twenty years ago, I was up there, and there was a inland little pond just off of the shoreline, and it was filled with pitcher plants and and things. And when I went back to check that same spot again, the trees and stuff had grown up over it. I could. It, there was a barrier around it. I couldn't access the place where I thought it was. So I don't know if our pitcher plants up there are still there or not. Yeah, I don't know. Well, ours, the one, <laughs> those that we have in Poway in our, our bog, had a really good year, and they're spectacular. They look, they look really good this year. Yeah. And you know what I like about ours is they're up in the air. The the picture you showed me, Ken, was in the shade, which they looked really good. But ours are out in the sun, and when the sun comes through the back half of the pitcher and you're looking at it kind of in a silhouette form, it is really neat. And they just seem like they should be too tender to be in the sun. Yeah, those, those planter, the planters at the uh, – the majority of the planters at the uh, North Carolina Botanical Garden, where they were in full sun. They they were out in a – which you, seems kind of counterintuitive, but uh, they they – Really do like ours. Do. Ours are yep. in ours are in full sun. To your, <clears throat> excuse me. To your point, David, we have a we have a customer that comes in periodically with some students. She's an artist, and she sits and teaches them, you know, drawing and using light and such. And she was there yesterday with somebody, and they were at just before we closed, capturing what you were talking about. The, the sun, sun was lower in the sky, shining through, and they had cameras, and they were trying to get pictures of the uh, light coming through the uh, pitcher plants. One of the things that was really interesting, oh, and the, the North Carolina Botanical Garden, it's in Chapel Hill. So it is outside the Raleigh I was Raleigh just going to look that up for you. Raleigh Durham got... area, but it, it, okay. it's in Chapel well Hill. Well done. Um, bumblebees were all over them. And there were a couple that had actually crawled down inside and had gotten stuck in there. And you heard uh, them. We, we could, we could, I did, That's so sad. Um, but over the top of them, the Part of the plant that co- that covers the the throat right. of the plant, they were all over them. They were just cry- they, it it must exude some kind of treat Sweet nectar that they, that, scent yeah, or something that, right. that they that they like because they they were, and I I haven't seen well it's going into winter they need to stock up on on their calories when they go into hibernation for the true. winter um, yeah <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen that many bumblebees I can't remember the last time I saw a bumblebee in San Diego but there were bumblebees all over the place we, in we North Carolina this a couple weeks I ago. have not seen one for years and I found one on my driveway last week and I the, take it it wasn't doing well no well it seemed like it was fine but it was dead within two or three minutes hmm. um, we have a what did you spray dying. it with <laughs> Can <laughs> he said, "What'd you spray it with?" We, we have a bunch of uh, salvia eyes in our front yard, and mm. all day long hummingbirds are on and off. But at dusk, bumblebees. 
Really? Three, four, five, the, six. The old school the fuzzy school bumblebee black fum- and yellow yeah, ones? Yeah, the fuzzies. Hmm. Interesting. That's neat. I have not seen those. Yep. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has the day off today. Um, if you're ever planning on going to North Carolina, here's a travel tip for you. Um, don't do Southwest. <laughs> well, yeah, don't 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 fly Southwest. Uh, south, I, Southwest is fine. I don't have. I don't. Have, I don't. If it, no, it, it depends it, on the the if it's a destination. Short, if it's a short hop, that's fine. But uh, if it's a long, if it's a cross country hop, uh, if you're going to Charlotte from San Diego. Fly American. Well, yeah. Straight there, straight back, shortest. Yeah. It's okay. not any shorter than any other flight. Well, it'll be yeah. much shorter than doing it on, on Southwest, which doesn't go straight there. Okay. And so that's it, all I meant by that. So we took a day trip um, to Winston-Salem, and they have a, a historic section of Winston-Salem where it, it's kind of like kind of like Old Town, I guess, but it's mostly – it's a residential area. And the – there's a lot of houses that date that date back to the late 1700s or early 1800s. Really, really neat part of town. There's a visitor center and museum. It's closed on Monday and Tuesday. Which just out of curiosity, when was your day trip? It was Monday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we didn't realize it, but everything's closed on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, but that Carolina. means no people around. No, there was hardly anybody there, which is good, perfect. Yeah, but you couldn't get into anything. Even the visitor center was closed on <laughs> on Monday and Tuesday, which well, really kind of surprised me. Terribly but, unable to help you. Yeah, and then we went over to the the west end of Winston Salem is kind of a historic district. I would say it's kind of similar to the Gas Lamp Quarter, uh, maybe not quite as not quite as charming as the Gas Lamp Quarter is here in San Diego. Yeah, everything's closed there too. So where was that uh, tulip tree that that was in, that, that was in the historic part of Winston Salem. Well, uh, see, you got to see that with no people around. Most people don't get that. Well, Melanie was there, so I got a <laughs> picture of her standing next to it. But. Well, I, that's what yeah, I mean. It, but there was nobody. Yeah, else it was in a huge. It was a huge tree. I had no idea they got that big. It's gorgeous. That the trunk on that thing is probably two and a half feet in diameter, at least. Yeah, it's massive, massive tree. Um, and were the, were the leaves turning? Was there fall color there? Or it's- fall color down in the south like that, it, it's not the same as it is in, as it is in upstate New, New York. That's yeah. right. Last year you were yeah. in upstate New we, York. We were in upstate New time. York last, last October, late October. Um, but it, it, it does turn, but it's not, it's not anywhere near as spectacular. Uh, but a lot of what they have down in, uh, in the south is oak trees. And there are piles and piles of oak leaves on on the street everywhere there there's oak leaves everywhere so it's a it's a very it's a very pretty place i mean it, well it, that picture of the tulip tree and the background and that whole area with no people in it looked great i would oh yeah it, that. It, that that whole that whole historic district that we were there there was nobody there i mean we we i if we saw six people the entire time we were there i think that was a lot uh it, it so it had that they're, small they're, they're, town they're, feel. They're they're just they're just closed on Monday and Tuesday. So yeah. if you're going to be traveling, that was the pro tip. Yeah, 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 just 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 be aware of that when you're uh, traveling in. North Isn't that Carolina. where Wake Forest is? Um, Wake Forest is closer to Chapel Hill, I think. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's all kind of in that. It's all in that state. I've never spent any real time there. Only in the airports. It's pretty. It, it, man, you talk. It is pretty. Trees. Yeah. I mean, my. God, the amount of trees that they have back there. 
I have family in, there somewhere. Is insane. In uh, the trees? Southern, in my southern roots, yeah. Um, the, and I overheard somebody having a conversation. They said that with the Department of Transportation in in North Carolina, when they're when they're building roads, um, they cut through the forests to build the roads, and you have to have they they leave a buffer so that from the road you can't see the development through the trees. Um, so consequently, it's almost impossible to tell which direction you're going because it's like driving in a hallway. <laughs> um, because there's there's trees on either side. In San Diego, you're driving around. You have some right. relative idea of which direction you're heading, north, south, east, or west. Not in North Carolina. You, you do. I I grew up and and spent a lot of time in this in other parts of the South. And mm-hmm. you do after a while. You just innately know just by the sun. But you. But I agree yeah. with you. There, you're on some roads, and, and unless you're familiar with it, you have no idea what direction you're heading. Man, if if it wasn't for GPS and and ways, <laughs> I had no idea how people got around. Before that, because they, in a horse and buggy, they're the road. The roads just go everywhere. I mean, they're they're all over the place. And we went to um, we went down to to Bentonville. Uh, there's it's the 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 largest Civil War battle in North Carolina took place in Bentonville. It was very late in the war. It was um, March nineteenth through the twenty first of eighteen sixty five. I think it was. Oh, we actually we went to Hillsboro, and that's where the uh, that's where General Johnson's army. Uh, surrendered after Lee surrendered. Uh, he surrendered to Sherman uh, in Hillsboro. Um, fascinating place. The, the The battlefield was. It's it's very you know when you go to places like it's it's very sobering to 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 see what happened and they have a driving loop that the the Bentonville battlefield was six thousand acres. It was the area where the battle took place and they have a loop that drives through it and. You stop at each at these different spots, and they tell you exactly where where the armies were set were set up, and who was attacking who. And it's a fascinating place. Um, lots of lot, it's almost all farmland now. Um, there was cotton and cotton and soybeans, and God, I can't remember what else. It's it was very late in the season, so there wasn't too much in the fields. But uh, uh, definitely worth going and. Definitely worth going and checking out. What else did we see? And I think I'll take American Airlines when I go there, so I can fly nonstop. Well, Del- well you can fly nonstop to Charlotte, but then you got to get out of Charlotte. Not if I'm going to Charlotte. Well, if, you, if, you're, kid, if you're, your kids are in Charlotte, Audrey's yeah. in Charlotte. Yeah, so, so okay. yeah, well, minor, minor, and uh, right now she's on her way Durham, back. But so, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a neat it's it's a neat place, a uh, really really neat place. It's. Much more, much more laid back than it is here. It's much more relaxed than it is here in in Southern California. And I'm told that people are nicer back there. They seem to be. Gas is cheaper. Huh? Yeah, Ga- gas. Imagine is, that. You know, it's about I think uh, two ninety. Well, in in Durham, gas was around two, uh, around three dollars and change. That's that big city prices in yeah. Durham. Yeah, but you get out you get outside of Durham and the, and the price goes down. It's all the which doesn't make any doesn't make all any the refineries sense to me. they have there. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, yeah, apparently the the oil companies aren't gouging Did people. You see what in North our California Carolina. tax amounts to? On gas? No, on on life. Twenty six thousand dollars a uh, per person to live here. That we yeah. pay in gas. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, just and, go with gas. Sorry. Please continue. Okay. Well, uh, you were mentioning battlefields. Yes. And today is Veterans Day. Yes, it is. So it's a, a great segue there just to uh, thank all the veterans that the have 11th, served. Yep. The 11th day of the 11th month. The 11th hour. Of the 11th hour. Yep. So, and that's yeah, when the bell you. chimes. That was perfect. Yes. Yeah. I never heard that before. I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, that's the front door. That's Brian. In front oh. of the front. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get him here. The doorbell's ringing, honey. <laughs> Could somebody get that? We're on the air. Uh, garden classes today, once again, at 9 o'clock in San Diego. It's going to be nematode control with Richard. I would get there early so you can get a parking space. Um, and at 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be helpful houseplant hints with uh, Chuck McClung. I wonder if Brian is going to know that we're in this studio because this is usually where we hear Brian when he comes into the building. Yeah, I don't know. And we're a long way away normally. He will be walking right past us. Yeah. Uh, 
You did the classes. <laughs> did the classes. Class. I just I just did the classes. All right. Uh, actually, we can do next week. Next week's class is the 18th. Kind of halfway through November. Next week, it's crazy. Uh, Fall Rose Care in San Diego at nine o'clock, and San Diego Seed uh, Cool Season Vegetables with Brigitte Pena from San Diego Seed Company. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.